You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Your eyes are like windows to your soul, something that makes me think of eternity. Oh, hello there. This is Bradley Martin, just reading some Eric Overby, famous poet. Why did I read that quote? I don't know. We'll be talking about a movie today, though, called Dark Windows. Director Alex Heron, writer Ulrich Kraft, and starring Anna Bullard, Annie Hamilton, and Rory Alexander. Our teenage protagonists, Tilly, Monica, Peter, and Allison, well, well, they get in a a very brutal car crash, and one of them does not survive it. Allison, dead as a doornail, just like Bob Marley. (laughs) Tilly, Monica, and Peter at the wake, they realize that the parents, friends, Allison's boyfriend, well, they all blame them for what happened. And... Rightly so. And yes, rightfully so. So they realize we can't grieve here. We have to grieve on our terms, away from these judgmental eyes, and away from our own, own horrific guilt that is rightfully earned. So they decide to take a little trip out at, uh, I believe it's Monica's grandparents' summer house in the countryside. You know the houses, terrible reception, surrounded by woods, and really grieve their friend. And then the spooky, scary, strange things start happening. Little altars of Allison start popping up with different photos. But it seems that something or someone is on the grounds with them. Ooh. With me to talk about this. Someone who would never unbuckle someone, some other passenger's seatbelt during a drive. Luane is with us. I definitely would not. That's true. And someone who would never drink and drive. Melina is with us. You know, I'm not going to confirm or deny that, Brad, because I'm still too busy thinking about Bob Marley coming to visit Scrooge to tell him that three spirits will be visiting him. I want to see that so desperately. (laughs) I'm a Dickens fanatic, but I haven't read a lot of Dickens. Just that one. Um. Yeah. <laughs> that one everybody yeah, knows. Yeah, everyone and loves. knows and loves forever and ever. Thanks to Muppets. That's what I credit. Don't worry about a thing. <laughs> so, Dark Windows. Yeah, that is the synopsis of this. We only have three alleged victims, perhaps more. 
it's about a 90 minute runtime. The third act is, which is, yeah, the third act is very abrupt. Guilt is a crazy thing. I think there's no wrong way to tell a guilt story until now, question mark. But what what did you guys feel about it? (laughs) We're going to be making that sound a lot during this review. Yeah. The, like, Tilly, I, I get it. She's, you know, she's feeling guilty. And we get more into why that's a thing. But why it shouldn't be, but why it should be, and I don't know. There's there's weird, not really twists, but there's reveals throughout it that sort of give you a more full story of the accident, so that you have, I don't know, a different way to judge the characters. But like of the trio, you have Tilly, who's like very racked with guilt. Yeah. Like she's the person that that's like a textbook example of of somebody in the movie who's just suffering. By contrast, and I've I've already forgotten all the characters' names, the other female in the trio seems completely unconcerned about it and is busy texting with the uh the whole their late friend's boyfriend. Talk about moving fast, jeez. <laughs> and then the other the male character is you know, seems initially to just be like, you know, drinking a little more because he's feeling a little guilty and it's like, oh no, he's just a full on alcoholic. So None of this is new for him, and we shouldn't probably, you know, I don't know. It was weird because after a while, I'm like, I don't, I don't really care what happens to any of you, and that's not where you want to be when you've only got like three primary characters to work with. Well, I will take you to a movie that when I saw the trailer for this, I expected to make some comparisons to. Uh, if you've seen the remake of Evil Dead from 2013. Where you have, unlike the previous films, where it was just a bunch of friends coming together to hang out at at the cabin in the woods and, you know, hilarity and, uh, you know, gruesomeness ensues. With the remake of that film, they decided, well, we're going to have this tragedy bring them all together where you have this one character who's a drug addict and we're going to have this... We're going to have this very serious premise that's going to bring everybody into this situation. And then, whether you love that movie or not, it's one of those where it's like, well, I think that was all just there to kind of give you a little sense of character development before this just turns into a big gore fest. Mm -hmm. That's what I was kind of thinking was going to happen here, especially when I saw the premise for it. It revolving around this car accident. And I've got to say, you guys, for a movie that is billing itself as a horror film, I don't think it really becomes a horror film until about the 49-minute mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, it is just a series of scenes of watching these kind of wholly unlikable people talk about how, hey, look, I need to grieve in my own way while I sit here and judge you for how you choose to do so. Right. (laughs) I think that's why the movie opens up by burying the lead. The film actually starts with something coming to kill Tilly. And she's like calling the police saying someone's in the house. Help me. Save me. This is the beginning. And then we go back. What's the joke? Three weeks earlier or something. Yeah. That's a few days earlier. Whatever it is. Three days earlier. And I think you just said why, because this isn't a horror movie for like 50 minutes. <laughs> there, because you're you're not going to sit through it unless you're at least slightly curious about how we got where we are. And they, 
at first I thought they were because Tilly is routinely taking pills throughout this thing. And I'm like, okay, I know how this works because I've seen a million other movies. And I'm like, she's going to be unreliable or she's going to be the murderer. And this is, you know, but whatever. Um, no, she's just taking like Xanax or whatever the hell it is. And it's just there. Because I guess to show you how, how, how uptight she is about all this. Let's see how we're going to wrap this up because you've taken all the, all the tension out. <laughs> Right. Like yeah. you, you've established what is going on for the audience, but now I have even less reason to be concerned about them. I just know that we're eventually going to get to something happening. So maybe, maybe get there. Yeah. Eventually the mask is going to be taken off. Can we just get to that point? Because if I don't already know or have a very great suspicion of who it's going to be, I don't care either way. Right. There's like six people in this movie and three of them are in front of you most of the time. So, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of hard to even like, uh, I know what you did last summer this, mm -hmm. right? You don't have a broad enough cast or location for it to be, well, it could be anybody. No, it, it, it probably can't be just <laughs> by the fact that there's like seven people on the IMDb. Right. Right. <laughs> So, like, uh, you know, and I don't want to completely, like, shit on this movie because there is an element. I, and we talked about it before on before the re record because I wanted to sort of figure out how we were, I could say this. There is a scene in the fir in the third act involving essentially the final moments of one of the characters. It's not a spoiler. You know what kind of movie you're going into. But the this final moment for one of the characters, I was like, all right, I think I know. Oh, no, you're going to do something different than I thought. And you're going to leave the camera on it the whole time. So now I get to sit and wonder how you did that. <laughs> did you just kill the actor? Because like, and I'm like, so compliments on that. I was impressed as, as somebody who has had tried to figure out if like kill effects for horror. I was impressed by that. So I will absolutely give them points for that one. I mean, that's like the high point. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't really feel much tension mostly it was like okay um so the tension is how soon till we're gonna get to a thing that's gonna have any impact on me because watching a bunch of people bitch at each other in a house after a point you're like i don't i don't care you know what i hope he kills you all at this point <laughs> just so something happens though <laughs> just just something i don't like leave get mad and, and go your separate ways i don't care if that's how this ends but just like do a thing besides snipe at each other. I'm not of the opinion that people, like that characters, especially in a horror film, necessarily need to be likable in order sure. for them to be compelling. Sometimes it's even really fun to hate them because you're like, oh, I just cannot wait to see what Ghostface does to your insides when he gets his <laughs> hands on you. <laughs> but... With this, I'm like, these characters are either too bland, too inconsistent from scene to scene. My favorite example being uh, the one female friend whose whole idea, like, the whole, this vacation was her idea. She's like, you know what? You know, I know that you're suffering. I know that you feel so much blame and you're kind of being railroaded by a lot of people. Let's go and we're going to take this trip and it'll make everyone feel better. Cut to the next scene. She's like, 
oh my god, stop your stupid grieving. You're being such a damn drag. I'm like, <laughs> it's like I didn't, I didn't really mean for you to come out here and grieve. I just wanted you to stop doing it there. And I figured you could come out here and we'd have fun. Yeah, get <laughs> trashed in the woods and eat some purple berries. Yeah. But yeah, it's like there's it's like it's almost impossible to even see them as real characters and uh-huh. so much of it is just kind of walking is watching them just kind of listlessly meander from one room to the next and there's just the tiniest and like most microscopic sprinkling of any horror elements to speak of most of the scares in here i'm just going to say this they're fake scares it's like, it's someone bumping into somebody. It's someone walking in the background and they do that bump sound so that you yeah. get, so that they have like the slightest hope of getting a jump out of you. The biggest jump for me in this whole movie was a text tone. And that's only because I thought it was my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I will say one of, one of the things that, that felt genuine and honest, uh, the ma- the male of the trio at, at least one or two points is like so threesome and they're all like come on man that's how i agree he's like that's not a that's not a no <laughs> and you know we all grieve in our own way and i'm like it wouldn't like i'm not like yay let's have a threesome to make this movie more interesting but like for there to have been some sort of even sexual dynamic to deal with would have would have been something Here's the topless scene. We can okay. We'll do that part, and then we'll whatever. I've always loved I, you, I th- <laughs> but, but like, but 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 that's just it. Because we t- again, this is another thing we talked about beforehand. We started doing that thing. We're like, oh, this reminds me of. Oh, hey, did you know that this they did this thing in mm-hmm. this, right? And and it's like I again, I get it. I too have seen a lot of horror movies, and I'm pretty sure I've I've stolen stuff out of them as well. But but if I spend most of your movie being like, oh, this is the thing from that movie. Oh, this is the thing from that movie. This is the thing where they did this with that movie. I'm not paying attention to your movie. I shouldn't be like I maybe later I could be aware of that and be like, hey, you know, that reminds me of this other thing. But I should be focused on what's going on on the screen. And yeah. I I just wasn't most of the time. I, I, like, I don't want to bitch about this movie because, like, I know how hard it is to yeah. make one, but but I'm like, you you got to give me something to, to, to engage with and keep me going. Sure. Well, I mean, as a writer you, yourself, I'm sure that seeing stuff like this frustrates you because you're like, look, you know, you have to put right. some kind of inspiration into something like this. Otherwise, what is the point of its existence? Because, yes... There are so many beats of this that even if you're a casual horror fan, some of the stuff they kind of, what, what's the word? Some of the stuff that they decoupage into this is so well known. There's no way that you could miss it. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, okay, if you're going to take, if you're going to take so much from so many well-known properties, then you have to either top them or do something different or creative with them. And this movie's biggest problem is that there's just a complete lack of that throughout. It's so utterly flat from beginning to end. Even the attempts at being a home invasion thriller are flat because the characters are making decisions that are so utterly asinine, but it's shot in a way that's just so kind of 
like it's just shot so in a way that's just so kind of bland that you find yourself not even really able to be angry. Yeah. You're just kind of like, oh, yep, okay. You know, yeah. it, I this... mean, it's, it's fine. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> there it is. So it, so it is. It is fine. Yeah, the other F word. And let's get into the, the last F word, final thoughts. <laughs> Luane. You're going to say, fuck this movie. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I did that once a long time ago. Um, Rude. I've seen much worse movies since then, so I must regret mm-hmm. it. Um, I, I think for the most part, it, it looks pretty good. Um, it, it doesn't knock my socks off, but it at least is competently shot. It sounds good. The music's a little weird sometimes. Um, again, big points on one of the characters' final scenes. Um, I kind of would like to see what the director does with somebody else's work where they don't have to worry about, you know, their story or when their focus is literally on taking a story and making it look really good on film, maybe that would make a difference. Maybe it wouldn't. I don't know, but I'd be curious to see what else they do when it's not their work. Um, in the end, I'm going to give this, uh, 2.5 out of five minutes. They spend arguing about the Highlander. (laughs) Well, there can be only one. Yeah. And there was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there should. That's all there is. There's the one movie. Trust us. Don't look it up. There are no sequels to that film. Me, me yeah, and my dad watch the, the TV the, the series. TV, so I... TV series is, is oh, thank fine. You. But anyway, sorry, Melina. Let me <laughs> let me get out of your way. No, I think we're all on the same page on that one. Um, and that's a, one part of the movie where I'm like, wow, can I get myself into this kitchen? Because I've got some things to say. Um, you know, I... I am a big horror fan, and when I see things like this, I am always rooting for them, especially when it's clear just from seeing the trailer, okay, this is a smaller budget, I like to see what people can do to be creative with a home invasion thriller. And so, yeah, believe you me, despite how snippy I sound on this review, that is just for the sake of, you know, entertainment. I went into this, like I do any film, trying to give it every chance in the world. Uh... Unfortunately, what I saw felt less like a horror a movie, much less a horror movie, than it did an hour and 20 minute long PSA. Or several PSAs kind of smashed into one with characters that I just found myself not able to give a crap about. And the horror elements just almost feel slapped on. I'd like to see this director do an independent drama. Because this, for the most part, feels like an independent drama, and not a bad one, particularly because, yeah, it is shot well, and I think that the actors, with what they're given, it's not absolutely garbage dialogue. They are really good, I think, at delivering it. It's just one where I'm like, okay, well, you're all still just slasher fodder at the end of the day, so it's there's really not much room to develop you past just your most, just your most basic speeds. You know, you've got one character who's the sad alcoholic, you've got the one who's sad and snippy, and then you've got the one who's just sad. I give this two out of five attempts to justify why Highlander is actually a pretty damn good movie. Yeah. Well, for me, pretty much what you all said, I didn't know that adults could be scared by scary movies, and 
I will admit that's me being ignorant, and I apologize for that. Uh, me and uh, Bradley, we've never met before. <laughs> well, me and my buddy Nate, he was like, "The Sixth Sense is the scariest movie." Nate on the site, and I was like, "Scariest," and he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "What? That's like a family film." And he was like, "No, dude, that's one of the <laughs> that's one of the scariest movies of all time." So I'm like, "Okay, okay, pal," because I just thought adults didn't get scared by scary movies. Anyways, long-winded rant over. This didn't scare me at all. And that made me disappointed and kind of embarrassed. But I did really like Annie Hamilton playing Monica's Don't Kill Me acting. I think with these independent, uh, independent, uh, smaller budget horror films, that's all you got sometimes. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. the uh, killer in this, supernatural or otherwise, not going to spoil it. It's not iconic, and so many horror films like live and die on iconic imagery, and there isn't any in this, so that's that sucks. That's rough. People do their best, so I'm just going to give this 4 out of 10. PSA announcements. Don't drink and drive, you guys. <laughs> oh, is that what this movie was trying to say? <laughs> it's subtle. You You may have missed it. <gasps> Well, you know, Brad, I completely agree with you about The Sixth Sense. That's a movie that warms my heart and makes me think of the good old days when my mom would bring me a bowl of soup when I was sick. 